This is Stop Worrying, You're Retired with George Fossing. George, we have a special returning guest on this week's show, the Chief Investment Officer for North Star Financial and Retirement Planning. Jim Pritchard joins us. What are we talking about this week, George? Well, it's all market-driven. Jim and his uh, 40 years of wisdom and experience out there always tap into his uh, knowledge base and uh, always brings good stuff to the table. So, uh, hey, Jim, let's, uh, if you could, let's just maybe talk about 2021 so far. What are you seeing and what are we looking at? Well, 2021 has been actually a pretty good year so far. The stock markets are up pretty good. The bond market, however, had its first positive month of the year in April, but it's still down about 3.3%. That's the ag bond index. Right. So we have a mixed bag. There's a lot affecting it. Of course, the, the COVID stuff uh, with the resurgence in some areas, uh, that's a concern. The economy, though, has been doing great. And the Fed just recently came out and said that the economy's on a good track, and they're going to keep priming the pump, so to speak, with low interest rates and buying back what they call assets, which are really bonds. The Fed's been buying back about $120 billion a month in bonds, and they're going to keep doing that and because they do have some concerns, one of which I just mentioned was is COVID. They have a, a slight concern of inflation coming back, but Jerome Powell, the Fed chief, just actually said in his comments that they're not really worried about inflation. What we're seeing now with prices coming up in some areas is because they had dropped so hard uh, starting last March. Right. There seemed to, there's a lot of noise there for the last uh, couple of weeks, month, on interest rates and inflation. It seems to have uh, diminished. It yeah, just, uh, yeah, the, the, that has diminished. And, and the the Fed, when they come, everybody waits for the Fed to make these announcements. And Powell had a speech. He just kind of eased the tension on on interest rates and inflation. They're going to, like I said, they're going to keep interest rates low as for as long as they uh, deem necessary to get the economy back to where it was before um, the pandemic and keep it on a nice growth tack. And uh, inflation, which was worrying. I guess it wasn't worrying the Fed at all. It was worrying a lot of analysts, you know, like Wall Street analysts and economic, economists. And they, the Fed made a statement saying that they're not worried about inflation right now. So, you know, you and I were talking last week about the difference between perception out there, volatility and drawdown. And you, you made right. some really, I believe, it was some pretty interesting observations with that. Can you share that? Sure. Ever since I've been in the investment world, and that dates back to pre-1982, the investment world looks at investment risk by a standard uh, deviation concept. And, you know, I think we talked a little bit, George, about standard deviation. You, you learned that statistics class in college, and uh, it was kind of a rough concept at first. And then I, I just thought about how I had run track in high school, and my times were just all over the board. You know, one day I'd be really good, the next day I'd be really bad. And uh, uh, and so then I started thinking about that. Yeah, you know, that's that's the volatility of my track times. And that helped me understand the concept of standard deviation. But to get back to the point, they've measured risk in the investment markets by that concept. So standard deviation can be uh, the variation up and down in a set of values. So they're talking about risk being to the upside and to the downside. Right. When we talk risk, what well, do we all talk about, right? Downside. We always talk about downside, right? Yeah. Who's yeah, going to be arguing about a pot? Yeah. Yeah. 
the customers don't want to <laughs> lose money, right? They don't want it to be volatile to the downside, but they love the upside. I mean, what customer ever came in and said, hey, George, you earned me too much money that last month. <laughs> I, I, I didn't like we that. Have. You want to limit <laughs> your upside. <laughs> <laughs> so my thought, and you know, there, it's, I hope it's catching on across the investment world, is that the downside is really what you measure for risk. And by that, what we like to look at is the drawdown. So that means from the peak of a recent peak of your investment price, the value of your investment to the trough or to where it goes down. How far down will your investments go or are they expected to go or have they gone in the past? That's what you really want to look at as opposed to um, downside and upside. So we call that drawdown and all the managers that we look at are measured from our standpoint by what they've done in the past as far as drawdown and how they're going to manage that drawdown in the future. Yeah, and we, we certainly, uh, we have, uh, doing what we do, you know, primarily working with pre-retirees and retirees, is they're not 20, not 25, they're not 30. The time for recovery is, is not there. Also, the need for the retirement accounts might be, or they want to start drawing from it, too. And for most people out there, they've never had more money in their retirement accounts than they do today. So when you're talking about an account that's $100,000 and when you're early, when you're young and it's down 30%, you go, well, it's 30K. You're at a point where you've got $2 million and you watch, you know, you value the, the account could just, you know, down by 600,000. I'm sorry. I mean, I don't care who you are. You're just looking at the numbers a little bit differently. And uh, there's a pain threshold. Uh, Jim, Zach and I always talk about that. At what point do people start getting nervous and not sleeping at night? We avoid that at all costs. The, the biggest thing with retirement, Jim and I have been working together and friends for about 10 years, is that conversation of never putting a client in that position where you know they're not sleeping at night because of you know, the volatility of the market. And it comes down, again, right, Jim? Volatility, you know, the standard right. deviation is not yeah. a bad thing if it's going up. It's, it's that right. drawdown. Well, and I didn't even question it until I had been in the business for about 18 years because the stock market, when I joined uh, Smith Barney in 1982, the market had pretty much gone straight up and average returns were in the 15% plus range annually. And so starting in about the year 2000, we had that big run up in dot-com stocks, right? When the internet was first really catching on and, and um, after 19 years of mostly up stock market returns, all of a sudden the bubble burst in the early spring of 2000. And that began that decade of zero returns because uh, remember, George, this market dropped about 50% from 2000 to 2002. Oh, yeah. Right, in three years. And then it recovered. It took about five years to recover. And then in 2008, it started dropping big again, dropped by 50% from 2008 to early March of 2009. That's pretty painful. You know, we, we talk um, about this often, you know, you ask the question to anybody who comes in and says, you know, hey, do you believe the next 10 years are going to be like the last 10? And it's a really good question. And no one knows the answer. But do you believe, you know, right. For, for right, but do you believe it? Most people say, I don't believe it. I don't believe we're going to have 20 years of uninterrupted positive stuff. It's just really hasn't happened in the past. So 
You know, well, that sure would be awesome if it does, but you better <laughs> we'll take plan. it. You better <laughs> plan, right? Um, you know, and, and a lot of people forget. I mean, they've already you talk to people and they've already forgotten that they lost half their four hundred one k money in two thousand eight and early two thousand nine. But that's really not how you want to manage your money. So, picking managers that have that as their number one priority to not have that big drawdown is really important. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, one of the battles out there for folks is uh, that acronym I think came out a couple of years is the FOMO, you know, the fear of missing out. You know, everybody wants right. to participate while things are going well. Who doesn't, right? You don't want to be left on the sideline, but is your risk well, different you than to, your neighbor's? you have to make your plan and stick with it. Going back to my uh, analogy of my high school track times, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't realize how important sleep was to your performance or even your nutrition, you know, what you ate the day before or the day of. And so then I, once I learned that I had to start planning for that. And it's same in the investment world. If you make the plan and you know that that could happen, don't put your head in the sand and realize there could be a big drop. And if there's a drop, you want to make sure that you're prepared for it and that your investment advisor sets up your portfolio to minimize that drop. Right. Yeah. I mean, I forget what it was. I think it was close to 25, maybe 30% of stockbrokers got out of the business by 2009, just attrition, because they were absolutely, you know, people were just distraught you know, watching their portfolios drop by half and, and people just left in droves. They couldn't take it anymore. It's almost like a disservice for folks out there that the, the brokers were pulled into a world where they put their clients at so much you know, risk, just thinking the party would go on forever, not having that conversation right. and saying, listen, you know, are you okay if the S&P goes up 20 and you, you get 12 to 14? Well, yeah, but the benefit is, you know, the market's dropped 40%, you'd be down eight, 9%. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, we haven't ex- really experienced that besides the, you know, the, the last March, right, Jim? And, you know, it's just that, uh, why do we do what we're doing? Well, it's to make sure people don't get hurt. If they wanted to see what we're talking about, take a look at what your investments did last uh, March. And uh, and then obviously they recovered since then. But you get a good idea of what would happen in a bear market by what your investments did after COVID was announced and, and things just fell apart, right? I think the S&P dropped about 34% during only a few weeks. So if you compare what your investments did during that time, you can get a good idea of what would happen if markets drop big again. And so if you have a real volatile investment and that's not something that you want to have happen to you, losing 30 to 50% in a bear market, I guess it's time to look at making some changes. <laughs> There's some great managers out there now that when those markets drop, they actually make money because they've got it figured out how to earn money in a bear market. Well, that kind of view, like Jim was just mentioning about what it looked like last March. George, isn't that the same kind of view that you provide for people when they come in and you do a stress test on their portfolio that shows them this is what your investments look like if we do go into a bear market? Well, yeah. And, you know, basically we look at a lot of folks out there, their models are are just buy and hold, or we call it buy and hope. To, to ride things out. And some people just don't want to go through that kind of exposure. You know, Jim's responsibility to the North Star clients and to what his job description is to to find these fund managers and build a North Star model that encompasses not, we're not dependent on any one, but a combination of. 
that matches what folks are looking for with that downside protection and such. It's, it's, a, it's not static, by the way. The world is constantly moving and Jim's constantly looking for different ways to address you know, where we are today and adjust these models out there. He's done an excellent job. We're so proud to have him on board here using his experience. So continue to do a great job, Jim. No pressure. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> it's not that set it and forget it kind of a portfolio. It's an actively managed and uh, well taken care of operation there. Jim, thanks so much for joining us this week on Stop Worrying, You're Retired with George Fossing and Zach Jenkins of North Star Financial and Retirement Planning. Thank you very much for having me. George, Zach, that's all the time that we have for this week. We want to wish a very happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. For now, I will let you have the last word. I'm Zach Jenkins. Thanks for listening. And this is George Fossing. Thanks for listening, folks. Happy Mother's Day. Be healthy. God bless. Find out more at Northstar65.com. Advisory services offered through Delta Investment Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered through Delta Investment Management.